Happy Ugly Sweater Day. I made my wife promise that I would wear this, so I'm wearing it, but I get nervous when I preach, so I'm going to take it off because it's hot. (laughs) (laughs) So let's, uh, I'm going to be down here because I will 100% fall over that if I'm up there today. Um, Let's begin with our uh, scripture. If you want to grab a Bible in your your pew, it's in Luke 1. If you go to your New Testament, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke. It's the very first page there. I want to start with um, verse 26. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth in a town in Galilee. I mean, again, if you're one of these people, you would know that that was quite a statement right off the bat because Nazareth in Galilee is a podunk town in the middle of nowhere not thought well of. I'm not going to do that, though. I don't have time for all that today. (laughs) In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. What a statement for her to hear as a teenage girl. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. Again, what a statement to hear. (laughs) Isn't that something we all would love to hear? You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary has probably lots of questions here, and the one she decides to start with is, How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. And the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One will be born to, to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. She, and she was one who was barren, and, and, and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. And Mary responds with something so beautiful. I'm going to choose a, a different version here just to make it easier. She says, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Would you guys just say that with me? Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. What a day for Mary. (laughs) Mary is, I don't know what a teenage girl in Nazareth of Galilee during this time is doing during her day. She might have been making bread. She might have been helping her mom or dad watch the kids. I don't know. She was going about her day. And then all of a sudden something happens, <laughs> and her life will never be the same, and no one's life will ever be the same after that. Mary's life was planned. There was a plan, <laughs> and it was very similar to the plan of all the other people around her as well. She knew what life was going to look like. You know, Mary lived in Nazareth. She had been, she's betrothed to this man named Joseph. Her parents probably got them together and said, you know, this is a good match. He's probably a bit older than her. We're not sure exactly about how all that worked, but he, she probably, they're in Nazareth, it's a small town, she knew who he was. I doubt they would have had a whole lot of interaction, an older man and, and Mary at this point. But she's betrothed to be married. And what happens here in this time is, okay, the, the arrangement happens. Joseph will go back to his family. His father will start building a house 
on most likely attached to his own house, like a couple of rooms. And when that is done, he will come back and Joseph will come back and get her. What that, he'll usually come on a horse. And if you're a rich person, that begins this big festival that might last for like seven days. I doubt that they had that. I don't know that they had the kind of money to go for seven days. But there's going to be a party. She's going to move into that house with Joseph, hopefully have babies soon, and start a family. Her life is going to be a, the, the life of a mother and the wife of a carpenter in Nazareth. And she would follow God just like all of her ancestors had and try to be the person he wanted her to be. That was the plan. Then something changed the plan. Something came out of nowhere and nothing's going to be like she thought it was going to be. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Mary said yes. And but the yes that she said, sometimes God can ask us to do something like, hey, that person over there needs money. Could you go give them money? We can go do that and it's over. Or, you know, go tell that person about me. And you go do that thing and you come back and, and it's over. But what Mary is saying yes to is something that is not going to be over. <laughs> She's saying yes to a life that's going to grow inside of her for the rest of her life, for the rest of his life. So what she's saying is not just, yes, I'll do this this week, but she's saying an ongoing yes, an ongoing assent. She's saying, God, whatever you want, I'm in. That's the power of what she says. And what's the result of that yes? And this is very important, something I want us all to hear today. The result of this ongoing yes is that Christ himself, God himself, will begin growing inside of her. And as long as she keeps saying yes, he grows bigger and bigger and bigger. And as she continues, there's a gigantic disruption in her life. And he says, are you in? And she says, I'm in. I'm in for the whole haul of it, okay? And he continues to grow. I mean, Platte Park Church, we've been disrupted around here lately. Uh, We've had some things that have changed the plan from what we thought was going to look like around here. And what is our response to that? We can respond the same way. You want to say it with me? Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Platt Park, his plans for this body are the same as his plans for Mary. If we say yes, then he will grow his son in this body. He calls the church a body, and there's all these wonderful analogies about it, but this is one of them. When we say yes... He grows within us, within this body, just like he grew within Mary. As we continue to say yes, he grows bigger and bigger. And he, not only will he grow within us, but he'll have us grow within him. And we get to participate in this wonderful mystery that is available to us. And our part is just yes. So can we say this just as a we? Let's say this together. Here we are, the servants of the Lord. Let it be with us according to your word. How many of you have had a life-changing experience in, say, a camp or on a retreat? In some kind of time in your life where you're not according to your normal routine. You're kind of out of it. You, 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 you can hear differently. You can see yourself a little differently. And it, just really, Yeah, right? It seems to happen a lot. Uh, we're a little bit different when we're outside of our routine. Um, It's called liminal space, a lot of people call it. And when we're disrupted and off of our routine and we're trying to figure things out, 
there's a lot of pain in that, um, and there's a, a lot of fear in that, but it's also there's an opportunity and a gift in that, a thing called liminal space, where we can hear him differently, and we might be able to respond to him a little differently. And so we're entering a time of liminal space here as a body. So our response, we can say it again, here we are, the servants of the Lord. Let it be with us according to your word. When Bo was little, um, my Bo is my son, he's now seven, um, but when he was little, I would get him up in, during the fall, and I would take him to uh, uh, one of these mazes, like the haystack mazes, and it was, you know, we'd get up in the morning, get our clothes on, and head on out and get breakfast, and, um, and we'd get in this situation here, and Bo would be in there, and he can't see over the top, you know, it's pretty tall to him, but to me, I can see this whole thing. Isn't that fun? <laughs> so I would do this every fall with him. Um, he walks into this thing. He doesn't know how to solve this. He actually doesn't know it's a thing to be solved in the first place. This is just fun for him, right? So he goes in, and he makes decisions. He goes left. He goes right. He goes left again, even though he's already been there, and that's okay. So I can easily stand above that and solve this maze. I mean, I don't need to brag, but I can do that. Um, <laughs> I can... <laughs> So Bo, he, can, he, he has choices. He can choose based on nothing, just he's walking around and make his choices, right? Or he can look to me, the guy who can see over top of it all, and I could solve that for him. But here's the thing. Here's the thing I want us to think about. What is my goal here? <laughs> Do I want him to solve that problem quickly? As a dad, I don't. <laughs> I'm not interested in him in fixing this problem and getting out of here. We got up in the morning, had breakfast. My plan for the day was to spend as much time with this little boy as I possibly could. He's in this maze, and he's making choices. And every time he makes a wrong choice, it makes me very happy because that means we're going to be there together longer. My goal is very different than what oftentimes we think the goal is. We get put in these spaces, and we think our, our job is to get through this thing somehow as quickly as possible. But as a dad with my son, I want to be there as long as we possibly can. So if he takes the same left and ends up in the same dead end 15 times, every time I'm happy about it because it's just, we're here together. We get to be together longer. I want to share this with him and, have this, and experience this together for as long as I can. The longer it happens, the happier I am. And again, I could get him through this maze if that's, the, if that's the goal. And sometimes I can get into that mindset as well. But I want us to see God not as someone who's make, wanting us to make all the right choices, to get through this thing as, as soon as possible, but as someone who wants to be with us, who got us and put us in this maze just to be with us in it. His goal isn't to get through it. His goal isn't to get through it as fast as we can. My goal is to spend as much time with that little boy as I possibly can. It's not about making wrong turns or right turns. It's about being together. And as we do that together, there's a bond that occurs. He trusts me more. I'm with him more. He takes these wrong turns, and he's, he, maybe he's scared that I think he's going to do it wrong, and I just laugh because we're together. That's the point of the whole thing for him for me as his father. And I want us to keep that in our mind as we think about these things. Um, 
Mike, if you're around. Um, I think this is sometimes more an accurate description of the life that we're living right now than what we think it is. Like as Susie was saying the other week, life is not a problem to be solved. You know, God has put us here and he wants to be with us as we do things. He wants to make decisions with us. And there are times where we need to get out of this and we look to him because he can see over top of it. He's tall enough to look and say, okay, it's time. It's time to move on and it's time to get out of this. And in those moments, we look to him and he knows exactly where to go and we follow. What's happening in this maze is us, the Lord and us, the Lord and me, the Lord and Platt Park Church, the Lord and Tim and Susie. They're in the maze. The goal is to be together, not get through as quickly as possible. And if that's the goal, then it's much easier for us to say, can we just say this again together? Here we are, the servants of the Lord. Let it be with us according to your word. One more time. Here we are, the servants of the Lord. May it be with us according to your word. When I was, um, I had a time in my own life where the plan had uh, shifted and everything looked very different than what I, did I turn that off? I turned that off because I was going to sing in this, sorry. Um, there was a time in my own life where things kind of fell apart and uh, there was a plan that was going to happen and it, the rug got pulled out from under me. And during that time, I think I felt like the Lord gave me a picture of myself just standing in front of a, um, a big fence. It was too tall for me to see over. And there was just this little knot hole in the middle of it. Um, and I saw the Lord behind me, and he was so tall. It, it was easy for him to see everything over it. Um, but I understood that I only see this much of what's going on. And that has to be okay but it's a very it's way better when he's behind me so it's a song called not hole We call 
all today Lord, you're taller than me And it's easy for you to see Over this wall of time and space That stands in front of me Lord, it's easy to find The peace of mind that I need sometimes When it seems there's no reason or rhyme Yet it's all inside of you Consider the lilies out there, the birds in the air, they haven't one care. Content to fly anywhere, cause they know you'll see them through. Lord calls me to grow and teach me to know what the birds and plants seem to know. I don't have to know where we're going as long as I can see. into our time of the Eucharist, where again we're saying yes to receiving God himself inside of us. Let's prepare our hearts um, with the song of confession. Mm-hmm. 